be seated. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I'll show you, I'll make you a great nation, I'll bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Hanan. Father, bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Everyone say greatness. Say awakening. Say it again. Say it again. Awakening. Ladies and gentlemen, Africa, Africa is awakening. Africa, Africa is rising. Africa is Africa going to rise. You may not understand that, but by the end of the session today, you will know what we are talking about. God tells Abraham, Abraham was living, he had a life, he had a family, he had a father, he had a mother, he had brothers, he had sisters, he had cousins. There is a level where he was. There are things that he used to do. And then God finds him. And God tells him, Leave. 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 Get out. Ladies and gentlemen, there are times that in order for you to step into your destiny, you need to get out of somewhere. You need out to get out of something. You need to get out of a certain system. Get out. What does get out mean? Get out means change your mindset. Get out means change your culture. Change the way you do things. In order for you to reach somewhere, there are certain things that you ought to change. Praise the Lord. As they've said, that when I met them, we began to walk together. 
There are things that they began to change. And when they began changing those things, there are some new things they began to see. Praise the Lord. One of the challenges that we face is the desire to see new things, to get in something new. But when you've not let go of the past, your mindset has not changed. Your attitude has not changed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God tells Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Number three, and make your name great. I will make you a great nation. Amen. Amen. I will make you a great nation. It's not only you, but you will produce. Nations will come out of you. And I shall bless you. And number three, and make your name great. Can I ask you a question? How many know your name? How many mention your name? How many look forward to getting in your presence? To step into your presence? So he says, I'll make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Number four. I'm not, no, I'm not only going to bless you. But I'm going to make you a blessing. There are many people. Many things end with them. They end with them. It is about them. About them. They are not affecting other people's lives. Even within the very family where they came from, they don't touch those families because they are short-sighted. It is only about them. Praise the Lord. So God tells him, get out. In order for Abraham to get into what God had created him for, he had to get out. He was a pagan worshiper. He had let go of that. He was clinging so much on his family. He had to let go of that. Because God told him, get out of your country. Get out of your family and from your father's house from your father's house God is not telling him hate your people hate your parents but get out step out see life from the outside think from the outside it is going to be hard for you, Abraham, to stay in this culture, in this system of your family, and you become great. 
Abraham is going to be difficult for you to be celebrated maybe within here for you to have influence beyond get out. In other words, it is only when you step out that you get equipped, that your mind changes, your heart changes, your value system changes that when you come back in actually at times you may not even come back in but they begin to run after you uh oh you, you didn't hear that you didn't get that when you step out and you are changed you come to know the Lord you surrender to him hallelujah he changes you you learn how to pray how to read the word to seek his face ladies and gentlemen it does not end there the purpose was for you to come out and get God and get God gets you so that eventually when he has made you great then all these that you came out from you begin to influence their lives you begin to influence their lives. Ladies and gentlemen, there are so many believers. They got out of their families. They got saved. They came to church. Some of them are leaders in church. Some of them are ministers. Some of them are pastors. Some of them are evangelists, apostles, and teachers of the word, and prophets. They are worshippers. They are intercessors. But they have no impact from where they came from. No impact. When you go back home, when there is a family meeting, the bigger family, and people are talking, people are discussing, people are changing views. For you are in the corner. Maybe seated. And what you are saying, I may not have what to say, but I'm praying for them. And so they make decisions which affect you and your prayers do not affect their decisions and you are comfortable. You stay comfortable. When they are talking about money, when they are talking about construction, when they are talking about development, family development, let's put up this, let's help so and so. You have nothing. You have nothing to give. You say, for me, my contribution will be prayer. You came out. But you did not allow to be great. 
You did not grow greatness within you. You did not grow increase within you. You did not allow God to take you out but work on you because his purpose is that I want to make you great and your name and make you to be a blessing to others. You want to preach to them. You want them to get saved. But when they look at you, they look at your life. They look at what you do. They look at your presentation. They look at your words. They look at your eloquence. They look at what you have. They say, mm, but no. You got your workmates. You got your classmates. Schoolmates. To the village. If we said the nation, that would be too big for you. Who are you? Gwani. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men uh -oh. mm. by men where are the men where are the men the men are out there hallelujah Amen. God does not call his people men he calls them my people. But those who are outside, he calls them men. Now the Lord says, you are. In other words, come to me. I shall make you. In other words, you are going to be redefined. Redefined. That, that is what you wear. Now because of coming to me and because of joining God because of coming to church because of praying seeking God fasting reading the word worshiping God all that redefines who you are now, who you are is that you are salt. Salt of what? Not salt of the church. The church has enough salt. But you are the salt of the earth. In other words, you are bigger than yourself. Your influence is bigger than what you think. And 
the Lord says if you miss that if you don't rise to your position in me then you are going to be irrelevant you are not going to profit and if you become irrelevant what will happen you are going to be thrown out and men are going to trample over you they are going to trample over you what does it mean for men to trample over you? They may hear your name and say, ah, that one is nothing. They hear your name and they say, ah, that one is a sounding gong. They hear the name of the church. They hear the name of believers. Ah, those are people who just shout in the community. They just shout in the neighborhood. Where you stay, they hear about your name. They say, because you are not adding value. You are not adding value in the community. You are not adding value to your people. You are not adding value to your family. So they trample over you. Church. Let's ask ourselves the church in Africa. We are born again. So many churches, so many believers. Uganda, 86% Christians. But what Christians are these? Look at all Christians, Protestants, Catholics, Charismatics, Pentecostals, all of them, 86%. But what is our impact as believers? What is our influence? Okay, let us bring it this way. Let's come to believers. Born again, spirit filled, demon casting, those who fast, those who have overnights, those who read the Bible, those who worship God, that with all the Holy Spirit that we have, what is the impact? What is the impact? What is our influence on our environment? What is the influence of our lives? What's the influence in our families? What's the influence in our communities? As you walk in your neighborhood, they say he's there. there. A great man is there. A great woman is there. A great believer is there. They don't see that. That Africa, that much as we pray, so much, we wail so much, but we fail to convert our praying into the next level of things that are tangible. Things that are seen. Things that are visible. And that's why the world when they want to discuss when they want to engage they don't call the church. Because they think we are people who don't think. We are people who are not 
intelligent and to a great extent ladies and gentlemen the world has been asking us where is your God where is your God and we have failed to respond correctly why we've told the world come to church and see us out we pray come to church and see us how we lift our hands come to church and see how we are skinny because of fasting So many years ago, Africa gained independence. The first nation to gain independence was Ghana in 1957. Ghana became the first nation. 57. When Ghana became independent, the first leader was called Kwame Nkrumah. That man, in 1958, he called the church. There was a gathering in Ghana of so many leaders from different countries in Africa. And many nations in Africa were looking at Ghana as a leader because it was the first nation to gain independence. And so Ghana had influence over, over other nations of Africa. Kwame Nkrumah turned to that congregation to people in that conference that were believers and he told them look we have before us this nation we have before us Africa and he said please we want Ghana to be a Christian nation. We want our values to be based on Christian values and the Bible. Bible. And he said, we are putting our hope in you. Come and help us to realize this dream much as we have so many challenges ahead of us. The church Kanisa. at that time, because the church was not so well equipped. And they said, we want politics aside. We want to be church. We want to be church. We want to remain spiritual. We don't want to join with these people, with these things, because we will be corrupted. But also, they began to have infightings, fighting for positions, who is leader, who is this and the other. Do you know what happened? At the end of it all, Kwame Nkrumah realized that the church is not coming out to nurture this baby called Ghana in terms of thinking, in terms of putting up systems, systems, structures. 
structures, education systems based on the Bible, economic systems based on the Bible, based on hard work, based on integrity, based on faithfulness, health systems based on the word of God, our values as a nation so that they drive, they drive from the word of God. The church failed to see that because the church was only seeing here looking at prayer for themselves and word of God in terms of going to heaven. Turned to the east. He opened up to communism. He opened up to socialism. And that influence came over. And, and, and because he was a leader in Africa at that time and all these other leaders, the, 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 the one, the, the Kenyatas, all those leaders were looking up to him. Eventually, these systems began to affect these other nations because the church in Ghana failed to see what God wanted to accomplish through the church. And here we are today. It is the same thing. 50 years, 60 years down the road we have the same mindset as a church. You look at yourself as someone who prays. You want to read the Bible. You want to worship God. And that is it. And you fail to understand that all this is to empower you to become great in life. And have influence. And being significant Ladies and gentlemen, very quickly, look at Abraham's life. What does Abraham do? He builds altars. He's, he's, he's believing God. He's walking by faith. Amen. Amen. And look at the things that he does. Isaac comes. He takes it farther. He doesn't only build altars. He digs wells. He redigs the wells that even his father had dug. But going farther, his sons, one is a farmer, one is, a, one is in crop, another one is in solo. And that goes on. And get to, their, to his children. Jacob. Jacob. What does Jacob become? Jacob. Jacob. He becomes greater. But he does not only become great. But according to God. God is bringing increase. There is growth. There is development. That the word of God. That began with Abraham. Promises. How are these promises. Going to come. Into reality. Who is going to convert the promises? Who? 
Isaac played his part of conversion. Jacob took it further in converting the promises into reality of greatness. Great nation, great name. Does Abraham have a great name? That even today we mention his name. Yes. But why? It's because his son Isaac did not fail. It's because his next son Jacob did not fail. And it is because Jacob's sons took a father and they never failed. You ask me, what do you mean? Jacob understood the times and the seasons. Jacob knew I'm not living in the times of my grandfather Abraham. You didn't hear that. Jacob knew I'm not operating in the times of my grandfather Abraham. And he knew I'm not living in the times of my he knew he's living in different times. Ladies and gentlemen, the church today has failed to understand the times as they change. Understanding seasons. That's why you find people who say, oh, when we used to come here, we used to enjoy the presence of God. We used to feel the presence. They want to step there where they only feel the presence. But what was the purpose there? Build the foundation. Seek God. Come to know Him. Surrender to Him. Surrender to the call. And you came to know the call that He has called you. You surrender to Him. And what next? Ladies and gentlemen, when you have no power in the functioning and you seem to be having power in the life, it will be a matter of time that the weighing scale will overweigh you. And you despair. If it is only in the functioning and the life is not there, it will be a matter of time that you're going to be wed down. And on that day, you say, I don't know you. But ladies and gentlemen, the church in Uganda and in Africa, we have failed to a great extent to balance these two the life and the functioning of This is what is said of Jacob in Genesis chapter 30, verse 25. The Bible says, And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob. Yakobo said to Laban, Laban send me away that I may go to my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have labored served you and let me go for you know my service which I have done to you. Verse 27. And Laban said to him, please stay 
stay. Stay. If I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Then he said, Name me your wages, and I'll give it. So Jacob said to him, You know how I have served you, and how your livestock has been with me. Verse 32 Let me pass through all your flock today. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, 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 church. listen, church. Those of you who are educated, I want you to listen. Those of you who say you're not educated, I want you to listen. If you're employed somewhere, I want you to listen. If you're not employed, I want you to listen. Church, he who has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the church. Jacob says, it's my time to go. I need to go back to my people, to my land. He came from there as a refugee. He was running away as a fugitive. He had lied to his brothers, his father, he has stolen the brother's blessing. But now, he's changed, he's blessed, but above all, he knows the times, and he knows the seasons. Yes, it's time to move on. It's time to move it's on. Time, it's time to come from here. I've been blessed from here. I've seen increase. He has married. He has had children. He has animals. He has so many things. But according to God, that is not God's ultimate purpose for Jacob. He has to fulfill what God promised Abraham. Nations. God told Abraham, kings. Kings will come out of you. Kings. And then you look at kings. You look at rulers. Of the world and you say, uh-uh. That is of the world. For me, I'm seeking God. And you don't know that what is happening in the world, part of it is God's word that is being fulfilled. But for you, you don't want anything to do with the world. But actually, it's just misconception. The food you eat, the clothes you put on, the roads that you walk on or drive on, the cars and the different things made by different people in the world. When you fail to understand what Jesus meant, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. And Jacob says, it's time to go. What does Laban say? Laban tells Jacob, Jacob, I beg you, I plead with you, 
with you. Stay. Stay here. Why? I have come to understand through experience. Experience. I have seen it. I've been blessed because of you. If you go, I'm finished. If you go, I'm done. And he says, Tell me your wage. I'll meet it. I'll meet it. Jacob. Yakobo. Jacob. Yakobo. Does not stay. Does cigar at that level? Kudarelio. He knows the times. Amanyebisera. The Bible says. Bible yegama. In the book of Ephesians. Chapter five. Verse sixteen. Redeeming the times. For the times are evil. Kubangi the Bible says Bible in the book of Luke, chapter 19, from verse 14, that Jesus Yesu looked at the city Jerusalem and he wept. He wept over it. In verse 44, the Bible explains that because they did not know the times of their visitation, they didn't know the times of their visitation. Hallelujah. Amen. In other words, what did my father do? Abraham build foundations, build altars, build wells, wells. Abraham did all that. Isaac did all that. Jacob was an altar builder. Ladies and gentlemen, those altars were to call upon God for something, for increase, for greatness, to fulfill his promises. They were not altars to sit on and enjoy and feel good but to be impacted empowered to function there are so many young people that rise and then they see people in church. The church is seated. Things are not moving. They are not progressing. And they look at the world. They see things moving. And they choose to turn to the world. Because the church is not progressing. We are seated in only one place. We want to enjoy the presence. We want to enjoy the glory. But what is that presence for? Some of you, you have a good job. You've been working at that place for years and years. And even people don't want you to go. They increase your salary. And you say, I'll stay. And you fail to know the times. 
of change. You fail to step out. Some of you have your businesses. You enjoy your business. People tell you you are doing good. Everything is okay. You bless us. And you fail to see the next level of challenge. Go for it. You want to only maintain what you have. You enjoy fellowship with one another. You pray with one another. You encourage one another. And it ends there. And you face another challenge. You come back. You encourage one another. It ends there. You face another challenge. And there is nothing that is structural that is fundamental that causes change in your life, in your environment, to your family, to your community, to your nation. Because you are short-sighted. Why does Jacob say, no, I have to go? Because Because he has vision. Many of us, we've lost sight of who we are. We've lost sight of where we're going. We've lost sight of what God wants to accomplish in our lives. And you know what has happened? Many of us in church, even as ministers, because we have failed to understand the ways of God, working of God. We fail to understand times and progress. What do I do at what time? What do I do at what time? When we fail to understand that, we stay in the past. And we say, God called me. He told me not to work. And then you marry. You have a wife. And the wife is not working. And you are not only speaking in tongues. Eventually have children. And those children grow. And they need to go to school. But you are maintaining. God told me not to work. And you fail to understand. There was a season of building the foundation to understand the calling and the purpose. As you move along, what next for the different levels? If I have family now, what next? What next? What does he want me to do? That out of my seeking him, out of my surrender, out of my praying and serving him, there comes wisdom. Where are you now? Where are you now?
Did Jesus make tents? Yesu inaia zimba ziwema? No. Nedda. Did Paul build tents? Paul ya zimba wema? Yes. We wow. So you want to stay at going to the lake and yeah. getting a fish and there is money in the fish. Oyagala kusigala kuchile chogenda kunyanja no vuvaye chenyanja nga muli mu sente. Hello? And you look at people blessing you, giving you money, and you praise the Lord. And then you know He called me, and He's being faithful to His word. And you fail to understand there are things you're missing. And once you miss, you're going to become a burden. A burden to yourself, a burden to your family, and a burden to the church. Some years ago, we began here as young men. I came here as a young man. Young man, with this great passion for the Lord no, and even go to a point where I say I'm, I'm not going to marry I want to serve the Lord we went through that I went through that some people began joining me here. the Lord brought people here we were living in that place we were cooking from there we I taught people how to light a sigiri. There is one I taught how to cut a cabbage. We went all through that here. We grew up, continued growing. Marriage came in. Ministry continued. There are different people. The other, I, I, was, I was surprised. I mean, Pastor Andrew, um, is it 15 years of marriage? 16, sir. 16 years. We are in 16 years. <laughs> These guys came up so fast. But of course, there was Pastor Elson who Pastor got Elson married first. Yet, so wano. They left. And they were no longer staying in there. Wano. They had homes. Children began to come in. One time I told the pastors, I said, I said look, we are growing. I want you each one of you to think of what you can do besides us ministering. Think of something. I was trying to look ahead that we, we cannot get to a point where the church Pays all of us. Pays our rent. Our rent our Pays our school fees. Our school fees, fees our our faith. Faith. Are we going to break a bank or something? 
are we going to pressurize people into giving and to manipulate people through scripture because we have needs those who understood it those who didn't they didn't surely and those who began moving began doing certain projects they are those that you know stored along the way first peter chapter peter chisoka 1 sure soka verse 5 peter chokwiri sure soka second peter peter second peter chapter 1 verse 5 But also for this very reason giving all diligence add to your faith vacuum to vacuum knowledge to knowledge self control to self control perseverance to perseverance godliness to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love and if and if these things are yours and abound you will be neither barren no unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ for he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sin please read quickly in luganda ndeye nerecho nerecho chenyini bimuleta kulwa mu okufa kona kukiriza kwa mwe mwongeringa ko bulunji ne kubulunji ba mwe okutegera ne kukutegera kwa mwe okwegendereza ne kukwegendereza kwa mwe kugumikiriza ina kugumikiriza kwa mwe okutaka tonda era kukutaka tonda kwa mwe okwagala boluganda ne kwagala boluganda kwa mwe okwagala kubanga mumba nebi nebiba binji biba fula batali bagayavu na babala ebibala olokutegera dalala mukama wa Yesu Kristo kubanga ataba nebyo ye muzibe wa maso auna una bweyera bila okunazibwa okunazibwa ke bibi ebyedda praise the lord kama yeba sibwe are you still there ochaliyo are you still there ochaliyo emere woleka his food getting cold at home wanji mhm kale okay wenyweze Tighten your seat belt. Gamba munno kolachi. Tell your, your brother there that tighten your Tighten your seat belt. The Bible says add. Bible yegamba gatta obayongera. Unto your faith. Kukukiriza ko. Add. Yongera ko. Who adds? Aniagatako. Who adds? Aniagatako. God. Katonda yagatako. Huh? Mm. God adds katonda yagatako musirise no nedda the bible says you bible yegamanti gwe ogatakukirizako abuluganda brethren that is where the church in africa au kanisa mu africa we have fallen short au etwebu kidei That is where we found it a challenge to have, influence and to have an impact no kubanga tukoma kubintu ebinjawulo kunsi okay before that but Matthew chapter 5 the bible says let men men 
abantu see balabe see balabe let men abantu see balabe what do they see balabachi what do they see in you balabachi mugwe they see you praying they see you going to church they see you carrying the bible bible is that all bikomao so because you carry the Bible, so they see and they glorify your Father in heaven. The Bible says, let men see your good works. Good works. That they may glorify your Father in heaven. Oh my goodness. We want them to glorify our God by going to preach to them. Get saved, get saved. We want them to glorify our God by seeing us raise the day, healing the sea. That's why we want to see. We want to see them see that. But the Bible says, let them see your good work. What do they see in you? What do they see you do? What is coming out of you? What has you established? That you've put up something and it is growing and it has an impact. The Bible says, be diligent. Be diligent. And the Bible says, Number one, add vacuum. What is vacuum? Honesty. Courage. Compassion. Integrity. Integrity. Add vacuum yourself. Amen. You see the work that we have as as believers. If we don't see this and we work it out, what we are going to do is to look at pastors as those who only pray for us and we succeed. Ladies and gentlemen, success is worked out. Okay. Success is not prayed. It is worked out. Success is hard work. See someone who is not hardworking. Look at where they are in terms of increase, in terms of finances, in terms of prosperity. Number two, he says, add onto vacuum, in other words, on integrity. The right way of doing things. The right practice. Amen. Amen. And, and, and that's what they were talking about here. When they added vacuum on themselves and the right way of doing things. Actually, they told me one time that um, when they used to cut all these corners in terms of taxes and they had people who were talking to them and advising them and them. they said after some time you are a bounced onto them 
and used something of the past. And they went through all those things and eventually what they had to pay as penalty was too high more than what they should have paid if they were tax compliant. And they learned and they said no. And they were saying, look, when this man joined us, this is what God did in our lives. And for me, I didn't know. I, was, I just went there and I said, this people called me, I'm not going to beg for money. I'm not going to look at their money. I'm not going to I just want to say, Lord, what do you want to do? And the Lord said, teach this. Go to this day, teach that, teach that, teach that. And what happened? Vacue was added on Honesty. We can avoid these things, but they are costly. They are costly. And, and this is the kind of life that God wanted the church to take out there. That as a believer who is employed, what comes out of you? How do you do work? But you know what, to do, what we do? We speak in tongues and we go to work late. And we pray. Lord, blind the eyes mokama, of my wange, masa, Lord, I pray that my boss comes mokama late today We pray over things we ought to do. 70% of things we pray for are things that we ought to be doing. You say how? Number two. Add knowledge. Knowledge. Now what is knowledge? Knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, knowledge solves problems. How? As you as you follow information, as you get information, understanding. Or you gain skills. You gain expertise in certain things. Mm. That knowledge changes you. Knowledge empowers you. What did what does the Bible say? Bible the Bible says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. Now listen. Are you still think? The people out there who are not born again, they are the ones who are perishing. Now, I'm overwhelmed when I understand those in church perish for lack of knowledge. And the issue could be, how do you define perishing? How do you define perishing? 
Someone told me one time. I told a brother. I want to buy you a motorcycle so that you have income for your family. And her brother said no. God told me not to work. This is real. And this happened here. A brother was told we are going to buy you a machine, a moving machine. Use it. And he refused. I told him one time when they began facing challenges, I said, Please, come to the farm. I want to give you a I want to give you a job. I want you to make this money. But keep it. And then you will use it when the family comes together. And he told me I'm going to pray about it. And he never came back. I met the wife. And the wife was crying. And she said, if he didn't want if he didn't need that money we needed it the children I'm struggling with the children I'm struggling with rent and you ask me what are you talking about pastor I mean you are asking me do you know what is in the heart of God? When he looks at the church today, people have no ideas. People have no business ideas. People have no plans. But what they have, they have more worshipping, they have more praying, they have more reading of the Bible, but they fail to understand that has to get to the next level of converting all that into tangible things. You tell someone, Get something to do. I give you money to do it. And the person never shows up. Why? Their mind is blank of ideas. Leave alone those who say, I'm going to pray about Church. Nehemiah. When the king asked Nehemiah, what can I do for you? Did Nehemiah tell the king, give me three days of fasting, give me seven days, give me a week, give me a month? No. Did Nehemiah say, let me go and think about it? No. 
Neda. You know why? When Nehemiah had a report about Jerusalem, Jerusalem. he prayed and fasted while praying and fasting. God prepared him. God prepared him for leadership. God began to put these ideas. When he stood before the king, he was ready. What is our praying doing? What is our serving of God doing? Is it preparing us? Africa. Africa should rise. Knowledge sharpens our skills. Like reasoning. And problem solving. Problem solving. Praise the Lord. You find certain problems. They don't need prayer. They need money. And if you did not have the knowledge to create wealth, when that problem comes, you resort to praying when it is supposed to be solving that problem. And it is you to solve it. And then you say, God will solve it. The reason why you say, God will solve it is because you're blind. You've not added on to your faith knowledge. You become smarter. In the power of knowledge, in the power of understanding, and problem solving. Do you know you can get to a point of knowing who you are and understanding that if you don't solve a particular problem, that God will not? Do you know that you can get to that level? Ask me, what do you mean? By you being elevated and being equipped and being developed intellectually and being able to go to the next thing that we're going to talk about and that is wisdom. That you put in place things and there are things which are being generated, income, money, influence and all that and when there is a problem, you just solve it and not saying God will come this is where the church in Africa has failed to rise what we are doing and what we enjoy I prophesy 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 in your life laying hands on you laying hands on you but to what extent to what extent? As I lay hands on you, what is coming out of you? What are you doing? You are sitting and sitting and sitting and sitting and nothing is coming out of you. 
Spiritual empowerment is not simply to pray more, fast more, speaking tanks more, but rather to function more the way God created you. Spiritual empowerment that you empowered spiritually it means you are rising to think to meditate and to apply put things in place that cause change that make a difference. Wisdom. Everyone say wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is knowledge. The Webster Dictionary describes wisdom as knowledge and the capacity to make due use of wisdom, of it. In other words, knowledge and the capacity to make good use of knowledge. In other words, to apply wisdom is insight on how to apply knowledge effectively. How do you gain wisdom? How do you get wisdom? Many have knowledge, but they lack wisdom. Many are educated, educated, but they lack wisdom. And because they lack wisdom, they can't produce anything. They can't do anything. They can't invent anything. They are not innovative. Innovative. I see at many people, including in this church, who are highly but they fail to convert their knowledge into things that solve other people's problems, including family problems. I look at people who, who, who cut stones. Find many people that, that, that break stones, men and women, men, boys and girls. I say, is these stones I'm breaking? Uh, they, they, they make a uh, fuso full or a forward full or elef full. And they do it every day. They do that every day. What do they use? A small stick having some metal piece and they're hitting that those stones until they have that heap of, of stones. But Uganda, with all the professors that we have in Uganda, there's no one that can invent a machine, a small machine that those people can use it in the quarries. Mm. Not everyone is going to go to those big quarries that have big machines. 
People graduate every year. But what do they do? They are looking for jobs. They are looking for jobs. They are job seekers. Why? Because our education system says, go to school, get a good job. That is wrong. It should be, go to school to create jobs. And not only going to school, but go to the best school. And we don't have capacity, men of us. The Bible says that children or sons are like arrows in the quiver of a man. If you get out the arrow, you shoot it. It goes far. What does that mean? Your children must do much more than what you do. Your children must achieve more than what you achieve. But you look into your life and you can look into your children and you see the foundation you are giving them and the education you are giving them and the life at home. Ask yourself, are they going to be greater than me? Are they going to do more than what I've done? That's your question. You need to have Vision inside of where you're going. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. He who lacks wisdom. Now let, me, now let me ask you a question. What do we need in Uganda more? What do we need in Africa more? More praying. More fasting. What is our greatest need? Is it going to church more? I'll say this. Our greatest need is wisdom. We need wisdom. We need wisdom. Wisdom. That ability to apply knowledge. Maybe some of you don't believe me. One time I got concerned. Let me come back here where you understand. I told the people of administration that the people who stay here give them money and they buy food and they cook food. You know what they answered me? They told me We've tried that, but no, none of them wants to cook. I said, what? I come here every morning. At night, and even Saturday in the morning, I come. 
Sawa meka. For five, whatever time I, I choose to come. Someone wakes up at around 6.30. Asula one. The one who stays here. This person is born again. I know Kumanya. They have knowledge. But where is the challenge? Wisdom. Amagezi. Wisdom. Amagezi. Let me wake up. Bangamba. They told me, if, if this is my job or my work, let me do it. Ale. Hmm? Mm. Wisdom. I'm a guess. At times, <laughs> this Saturday with Sunday, with the even last Sunday, we had a small meeting. And I said, oh, this life, we need to do this and this. And I called people that were concerned about do this concerning the lights. I said, did you see me? I came and switched off these lights. But you are seated there. That was last Sunday. Today, this morning, I walked behind there and I switched them off. What does such a person need? What does such a person need? They have the knowledge. I have to do this. But the ability to apply that knowledge. God doesn't want to make God doesn't want you to make mistakes. That's why he wants to give you wisdom. Hello? Mm -hmm. God doesn't want you to fail. God doesn't want you to hit dead ends. You fail to understand wisdom. You only focus on to what you know. And what you know, you don't know that it is lack of knowledge. What you know, you don't know that it is lack of knowledge. That what I'm doing is not an end in itself. It must produce the next thing. Stand up on your feet. We need the appropriate application of knowledge. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20. It says, and this is going to shock you. It's going to shock you. Verse 20. Wisdom cries aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open square. She cries out in the chief places or courses 
at the openings of the gates in the city she speaks her words how long you simple ones will you love simplicity ah how long will you love simplicity? What is affecting the church in Uganda from having influence Uganda simplicity. Wisdom cries and says, shut up. Shut up. I'm going to church. Shut up. I'm going for prayer. Shut up. I'm going for mission. Shut up. I'm going for mission. Wisdom is crying. I want to help you. I want to help you function the way you ought to function. We'll pick it up from there. The Bible says in all you're getting, get wisdom. So these things, the Bible says, if you have much of these things, you're not going to be blinded. Now I ask ourselves a question. Where are the blind people? In the streets. Only. The blind people. Unfortunately. Many of them. Are in church. And that's painful. It's painful. It pains me. As a leader. To see some of these things. Because at the end, people say, oh, people serve God. Serving God is poverty. Serving God is lack of knowledge. And we refuse to admit that. I want to spend the biggest part of my next life to help the church rise. Not only in prayer, not only in seeking God, but I want to advocate for that and open the eyes of people for the next thing, and that is application. Application. I know it's not easy because people begin to say, you've lost course. You're off track. People begin to think, oh, you. And then the world laughs over us. 
And because we are shamed, then we try to copy them. And we lose it all. When one is eyes open, oh my God, I to Then they drop the praying, they drop the speaking, they drop the Bible, and they rush. When they are there, they are working. Say, oh my God, I no longer pray. I no longer read the Bible. Then they want to drop this and rush into this. And there is no balance. And that is our danger. May Africa rise. May we rise and shine. Let's pray. Father, we repent. Forgive us the way we have treated you. Forgive us the way we have let you down. Forgive us the way we've not added things we ought to have added onto our lives. And Father, we choose to have our eyes open, Lord. Father, we choose. Just take a few seconds and pray. Just, just talk to God. Let, let God help you. Let God help us as pastors. Let God help us as leaders. Let God help us as worshippers. Let God help us as, as students. Father, have mercy, Lord. Have mercy over the church, O oh God. Father, we push back darkness. We push back, my God. Jesus, Lord, I pray. Lift up your hands, everyone. Dear Heavenly Father, I have shared your word with your people. Father, touch each one of them. Speak to each one of them. Move their hearts, Challenge their lives, That, Father, we will arise. Father God, as the Bible says, rise and shine, Lord. Father, let Africa Leka rise. Africa Let the church rise. Let the people rise. In the name of Jesus. Father. I give myself to you, Lord. I pray, my God, that you, you help me. Father, this is my, my devotion to you, Lord. Today, that Father. Lord, I choose to be complete. I choose I choose my father to have my father. Your assignment over me redefined, O oh God, and to know, Father, what is what you want to do in our time, in our generation, Lord God. Where are we going, Father? Open our eyes, Lord. Father, we repent of our laziness in the church. We repent of our sin, the sin of laziness, the sin of mediocrity, Lord. In the name of Jesus, the sin of prayerlessness, the sin, Lord God, of losing our first love, my Father. 
we ask you, Lord, have mercy. Lord, bless your children and guide them as they step out into this week. In Jesus' name. Ladies and gentlemen, wisdom comes from God. And God gives wisdom to whosoever Christ And the Bible says, he who lacks us, may we recognize our need and may we ask God. God bless you and Get a hold of your offering. You may be seated. Father, we thank you. Lord, bless your children as they give to you. Bless every offerer, Lord. And Father, Lord, I pray. May you break this cycle poverty of our land that we are blessed with so many rich resources but we are poor we are blessed with a good weather but we are poor Father open our eyes cause us to know Father what has to be added on us to make a difference in our time in Jesus name Amen. Amen May God bless you as you give